Welcome to Considerations from the Country from the Deeper Dive Podcast. Today is the Solemnity of All Saints. Holy Day of Obligation, by the way. My name is Bill Winnell. Good morning, Father. Good morning, Bill. Happy Tuesday. You too. Uh, today, Father's uh, going to concentrate on the gospel. Let's get right to it. The gospel right. according to St. Matthew. When Jesus saw the crowds, he went up the mountain, and after he had sat down, his disciples came to him. He began to teach them, saying, Blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are they who mourn, for they will be comforted. Blessed are the meek, for they will inherit the land. Blessed are they who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they will be satisfied. Blessed are the merciful, for they will be shown mercy. Blessed are the clean of heart, for they will see God. Blessed are the peacemakers, for they will be called children of God. Blessed are they who are persecuted for the sake of righteousness, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are you when they insult you and persecute you and utter every kind of evil against you falsely because of me. Rejoice and be glad, for your reward will be great in heaven. Gospel according to St. Matthew, Father. Okay, great. Well, first off, happy feast day, everyone. And uh, you know, today, obviously, is All Saints Day. <clears throat> and we um, we celebrate the fact that there are many men and women, and which the reading that Bill did not read is the first reading. And he saw a vision of 144,000, which is a, it's not just, you know, we don't look at that as uh, just 144,000, but a vast number of people of many um, different uh, backgrounds were were saw were seen by John in heaven, and um, we celebrate the fact that there are many men and women, hopefully many, that are in heaven because they followed God's will and they are ex- ex- experiencing perfect happiness, which we all desire deep in our hearts. And and I think the first thing we need to, as we are, you know, like a lot of times, our knee jerk reaction when we think of all saints is like, ah, oh, you know, good for you. Like, look, these people they're they're really holy and. Uh, you know, um, it's kind of nice that some people did that, but we have to realize that the church has proclaimed, uh, Lumen Gentium number 42, that um, everyone is called to the perfection, perfection of holiness. That means we're all called to be saints, every person, no matter what you do, where you come from, they were all called to this in our own um, particular state in life. Okay, so that means if you're married, a priest, if you're single, it doesn't matter, you're, we're called to be holy. So I just want to take like maybe three of the Beatitudes and unpack them a little bit on this on this feast day and, and ask ourselves, you know, are we aspiring for this sainthood? Uh, and and I think this, that we all, by the time we should die, should really, if we're doing what we're supposed to do, we should be canonizable saints. I think, you know, we have to raise the bar a little bit and stop saying that we can't be that because that's, that's where we really are called by Christ. And I think a lot of us have very low expectations about what God can do for us. Now, the Beatitudes, uh, as you probably heard, is not just a to-do list. It's more of a description of what we become when God, um, you know, works on us. And what happens, I think, brothers and sisters, is that our priorities change, the way we think changes, the way we act changes. Um, And this is what we saw in the saints. And, you know, let's start off with this. Blessed are they who mourn, for they will be comforted, right? Now, I think a lot of times when we hear this, we think, okay, you know, if we're sad, then that means, you know, God will comfort us. And well, I mean, yes, but maybe we're sad for all the wrong reasons. And I don't think necessarily, you know, God will comfort us if we're sad for the wrong reasons, right? So, but really what this particular uh, beatitude means is blessed are they who mourn for their sins, for God will comfort them. Now, rule number one about saints is they weren't born saints. They became saints. 
through the grace of God. There was only one person, right, that we know that was born without original sin. That was the Blessed Virgin Mary. The rest of us were born with sin, and the rest of us, whether, you know, have sinned and maybe sinned many times. And the difference between saints and 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 those who the damned and those who go to heaven is 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 they there were um, Saint Jose Maria's they were sinners that did not give up you know saints were sinners that didn't give up and they kept going to God and they recognized their sinfulness and they let Jesus heal them all right one of the problems we have in the church is we have so many people trying to dismiss sin so they can look holy rather than saying okay fine I'm a sinner I need help. But there is there's a doctor, a Jesus, who can help me. Now, one particular saint I think we can go to is uh, St. Augustine. A lot of people love St. Augustine because he was kind of, you know, the playboy turned, you know, holy boy. And, uh, and um, you know, but I think, too, if you look at, at his, at his uh, biography, The Confessions, which is a classic, um, he was a guy who really struggled with, you know, converting and he got to a point where he actually started mourning his sins. And that was the point that he started to become a saint. And, um, you know, we know in, in the confessions that, you know, he struggled a lot with chastity, with the virtue of chastity and lust. And and, and one point in the, in the biography, he says sort of a half-hearted prayer to God. He said, God, give me chastity and continence, but not yet. And, you know, so he's kind of like, and I think there are, many people that kind of spend their whole life just kind of be half-hearted sinners where they just really don't want to turn away from it. But then later he was with one of his friends and he really had this, this, this um, experience where he started mourning for the fact that he could not get rid of the sin. And then all of a sudden he hears this voice of a young boy or an angel, I guess it turned out to be, it said totally at legi, which means pick up and read. And there was a Bible on the ground in the garden in which he was walking and he picks up the Bible and he sees, um, you know, this this writing to the Romans, and it says, "Not in reveling and 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 uh, and and drunkenness, not in lust and wantonness, not in quarrels and rivalries. Rather, arm yourself with the Lord Jesus Christ." And according to the Confessions, like he said, at that moment, I realized it's time to change, and that was the the, the turning point for Augustine, and he became a very 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 holy man. Um, the good news is he wasn't born that way and he had a lot of problems and he had a lot of struggles. And, um, and I think too, we have to ask ourselves is, is to do a lot of people think they're going to be saints without going to confession? Well, the answer is no. And, uh, mother Teresa, she used to go uh, every week to confession, John Paul II. I mean, every other week, it's also been rumored that he went more sometimes every day. And, uh, St. John of Chrysostom says the longer we go without confessing the work the the worse it is for us and the more entangled we become with the bonds of sin so that's the first thing is like we have to realize that we need god's mercy and we 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 mourn and then god comforts us with his mercy we don't go to heaven without jesus christ all right number two i think the 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 beatitude i think that's really really powerful is blessed are they who hunger and thirst for righteousness for they will be satisfied and um I, i think too is that what happens to saints, and I hope this happens to us, but it's sort of a, a, a long road, is that we begin to thirst and hunger for God and the things of God as much as we hunger for the things of earth. You know, and, uh, you know, I was, uh, there's a little homeschool co-op here where I'm staying for the time being, hopefully not long. And uh, there was uh, the kids were at, you know, we we're talking about like Holy Communion. And, and I said, kids, you know, how, let's be honest. I mean, how many of you kind of like, 
go to mass sort of like with an attitude and like, Oh gosh, we got to go to mass. And, you know, imagine, you know, like you're kind of excited that it's only a half an hour mass rather than an hour mass. And, you know, I mean, you know, that's Jesus, but your mind's not really focused on, and they were, they're honest. They're like, yeah, I mean, yeah, father, I mean, just, it's kind of the reality. I just don't really get too excited about this, about communion. I should, and I feel bad about it. Well, I mean, I think too, a lot, a lot of people just really are not that excited about communion and the Eucharist and, and things like this. But, you know, I said, well, imagine if your mom said, okay, we can only go trick or treating for a half an hour today. You'd do like, mom, what are you talking about? I mean, I would go for three hours, you know, but the thing is that saints, they hungered for the Eucharist as much as like a little kid hungered to go trick or treating for three hours and fill up their bags with candy, you know? And I, I think that, and I think too, I mean, hopefully all of us, uh, sort of get to a point where we can actually begin to hunger and thirst for, for the Eucharist and for prayer and for, you know, uh, all this type, type of stuff as, as, uh, you know, as a kid, you know, hungers for candy. And, uh, you know, uh, let's look at one thing, St. St. Bustine, it says every morning during meditation, uh, I prepare myself for the whole day struggle. Holy communion assures me that, that I will win the victory. And so it is that I fear the day when I do not receive Holy Communion. Now she's just like, her thing is like, man, I just, I just, I, I can, I just dread the day I can't, I can't go to communion. And I think it's almost like we got up and like, we knew we couldn't eat for a couple of days. We just like, oh my gosh, you know, when is this going to end? You know, but I think too is hopefully what we're experiencing brothers and sisters is like, you know, hunger and thirst for, for righteousness. Bill, you got anything to add to that or? No, I was just imagining, I'm literally just contemplating on that last what you were just talking about, about, you know, uh, being, being there uh, so that you can't, you know, it, it, instead of, uh, gee, I hope today it doesn't rain. Right. You know, people, you know what I mean? It's, that's, that's a, that's a food for thought. Right. Pardon you me. know? So, yeah. So that's the second thing. It's just, I mean, and, and I think hopefully, I mean, I know, I know myself, like I hunger for prayer so much better than I did when I was 18. <laughs> I mean, like, it's, it's actually like last night I was, uh, you know, not that I, I had my brother-in-law came over to visit and this, and I was like seven o'clock. I'm like, guys, I gotta go pray. And I, I just really wanted to get to the church. And, uh, and I think when I was 18, no way, I wouldn't even thought about it. You know, I'm mean, like prayer, like what the heck, you know, I mean, you know, pray a couple of Mary's go to bed. And I, I think there's that change. And so hopefully brothers and sisters, like you're, you're experiencing, like, there's a different, there's a difference, you know? Um, let's talk one more. Blessed are they who hunger and thirst. No, I'm sorry. Blessed are they who are persecuted for the sake of righteousness. Theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Wow. I mean, one thing that comes to mind is like just all the martyrs, you know, that had died throughout the years and like gave their life for Christ and suffered like incredible suffering. You know, um, you know, I think the one that comes to mind is St. Isaac jokes, you know, I mean. Oh my gosh. I mean, like that poor guy, like, you know, he's, he's, you know, he's American. He's one of the American, well, no, he was American, he's French, but he's sent over here to evangelize the Indians. He gets, he gets captured by the Mohawks. They chew his fingers off. Right. And he can't celebrate master here confession. Cause you couldn't, if you lost your fingers, goes back, he escapes, goes back to France. And, and then wants and, to come back. And he wants to come back. It's like, this guy's a glutton for punishment. And it's just like, good grief. Like, man, if I just had the courage of St. Isaac jokes, you know, and I'm, I'm working on it, but I mean, I mean, just, I mean, and, and then we, I mean, today people are just afraid to, you know, talk about, you know, the dignity of marriage. <laughs> it's like, come on folks. 
Like, let's be a saint. You know, what are you afraid that someone's going to be like, oh, I don't agree with you. I mean, they're not going to chew your fingers off. But it's just, I, I just, um, you know, I mean, John Paul II, I mean, we look at all the beautiful things, but the poor guy was shot, you know, by the, you know, there was most likely by the KGB set it up, you know, to kill this guy. And I mean, if you read um, the book, The Five Loves of John Paul II, or even Witness to Hope by, by uh, you know, George Weigel, I mean, they were out to get this guy. I mean, his life was, you know, bobbing and weaving and trying to hide from, you know, from from uh, the socialists and the communists, you know, and they really wanted to have it out. And that's, I think, every saint. Um, I mean, even like if you Google Mother Teresa, you'll find websites to talk about how she was a terrible woman after her death. And it's like, are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? Mother Teresa, you know, so it's kind of interesting that saints got beat up incessantly, you know, and I think, too, the good news is if we kind of take a, a punch in the chin, um, it could be that we're predestined for heaven, you know. So, I mean, just something to think about. I, I think the bottom line is like sainthood isn't easy at all, you know, but I mean, what's waiting at the other side of the of the you know, door number two, you know, it's like, you know, perfect happiness. And I, and I think what they're experiencing, you know, uh, we want to experience. And I just go back to, you know, St. Thomas Aquinas, where he got a vision of heaven. He just completely is like blown away. He's like, I can't write another thing. I mean, it's just so powerful. And um, eye has not seen, ear has not heard what God has prepared for those who love him. So, all right, we're all called to be saints. And, and I, I guess the thing is, you know, too, is the big question we get, right, is, well, how do we become a saint? And, um, now, Padre Pio, another great saint, who went through a lot of persecution, a lot of pain, prayed a ton. Um, you know, was was not a not an easy life. Uh, he said, basically, comes down to one thing: is accepting God's will with serenity. And uh, you know, I mean, that that's no, a whole no matter pop. what it is, right? I mean, yeah, like if this, I mean, that's. She's a flip. I mean, that's a tough thing to to stomach is like, okay, like we have to stop fighting God's will and just say, okay, God, if you want it, I want it. If you don't want it, I don't want it. Okay, so be it. And let me let me try to deal with this with serenity. So there we have it. You know, uh, we're called to be saints. And um, all of you, all of you, uh, Father Drew said, I was overhearing his homily as I helped him as much as I could with confessions today. He said, everyone in your church, in this church, is called to be a saint. And everyone listens to podcasts, you're called to be a saint. And, uh, you know, just ask the Lord today, you know, for the grace. And I, the other thing, too, is uh, go to your favorite saint, you know. And a lot of times I think we we tend to instinctively go to those that we can relate to the best, you know. Uh, and, uh, and they'll help us. So, anyway, folks, happy feast day. Tomorrow's all souls. We're going to talk about the poor souls in purgatory tomorrow, right. But, you know, today we, we look at those in the Hall of Fame. Those that, you know, made it and they're just completely happy. They just they do not regret anything that happened on earth because it was all worth it. And I think if we just got a taste of what's waiting for us, we would do anything, anything to get there. So to the intercession of all the saints, uh, especially those that we love most, even though, you know, we should love them all. May God bless you all, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen.